You're listening to Content Alchemy, the podcast where digital media producers meet to talk about the digital content that speaks directly to the listening of your audience and raving fans. I'm your host, Mark Horn. Let's get this conversation started. Welcome to another episode of the Content Alchemy Podcast. This is Mark Horn. And you know what? The clock on the clubhouse wall says it's time for another episode. And I had so much fun last episode without an interview guest that I'm going to go ahead and do that again because, hey, you know what? This is my podcast, and I'm the executive producer, so I get to make the choices. So what I have for you today is actually a a course, a, a way that you can learn something from the research side of the equation, because research plays a huge part in creating digital content, in being a producer of digital content. So I'm going to give you some perspectives for digital product research success. And in the very first part of this, we're going to go to the mountaintop. So this is from the mountaintop. Have you ever seen the view from the top of a mountain or or any tall buildings or other high places? You know, from those vantage points, you often can see enough of everything around you. And you can also orient yourself with where you're located, depending on the height you're at and how well you see. So contrast that experience with being at eye level with the landscape that you might find yourself in. Things look very different eye to eye than they do at altitude. Now, researching an information product or an e-learning product idea to figure out if it is worth pursuing is very much like the views from both of those perspectives. When you're in research modes, sometimes you're on the top of the mountain looking down and looking all around you, and other times you're eye-to-eye with those you seek to serve. So part one of this three-part series is all about getting yourself in the place you need to be to know that if what you want to create is an information product or a class has a good possibility of producing desired end results or not. To begin with, you've got to accept that there's no way that you're ever going to know for certain if what you want to create will work or not before you launch. There's just no way for you to know. Possibility is really the best outcome you or I can hope for even after any thorough research is complete. There are no guarantees. However, there is research you can do that swings your possibility pendulum toward the success side of the equation. Even if the only success you achieve is in eliminating an idea which has little chance of gaining traction in the first place. So yes, getting rid of an idea that likely won't work also counts as a success. So where do you start the research journey from idea to product go time or to just let it go time? Start your journey from the highest vantage point you can find. Before you invest yourself in developing a product idea, you'll want to quickly find out three things. First, is there already an audience out there with an interest in solving the challenge your product solves? Second, is that interested audience already buying similar similar solutions in the marketplace to solve similar challenges and third is the audience one you are interested in working with that you can also easily access on your own or with the help of someone you already know Honest answers to those three questions are the first answers you're going to seek out from your mountaintop perch. 
Why? Because if your best objective answer to any one of those three questions above is no, then your idea has hit the no-go wall and it needs to be abandoned. You need to let it go. It's done, over and out, next. The answer to the first question has to be a yes before you move on to the second question. Same thing for the second question. Only a yes gets you to the third question. Only a yes to the third question turns on the green light for required eye-to-eye level research, which I'll talk about when I get into part three. Anything other than a yes answer is a no maybe only leads to a start of a justification story. So any maybe answer is also a no. Your desire is to create an information product or e-learning experience people are already looking for and buying. You're not here to reinvent the wheel. We already have wheels and they roll perfectly fine. Thank you. So how do you figure out if your digital product idea has any merit inside of the marketplace you serve? Well, it's simple. You go where people might already be buying similar solutions to solve similar challenges. On top of the mountain, the view is spectacular. And from here, you'll see specific places where people buy information products and invest in other e-learning adventures. Those coveted yes and no answers are easy to find when you look in the right places. And you know what? You don't have to leave the comfort of your home or your office to do that. Here are the research tools that you're going to leverage to find out your yes and no answers. Amazon. This is the holy grail of research tools. After all, books, ebooks, audiobooks, are they're nothing more than information products, aren't they? ClickBank. For a wide variety of digital information products, this one takes the research cake. Udemy. In the category of digital classes and e-learning, say no more. Hands down, a research venue extraordinaire. Hay House, for personal development plus spiritual and metaphysical topic research in books and digital courses, this is the place. And Nightingale Conat, where established and comprehensive resources for home study courses on personal development and so much more. Now, there's a link in the PDF that goes along with this particular episode of Content Alchemy. So be sure you download that PDF so that you can have quick links to anything that I'm talking about in this episode. So here's the basic formula for what you're going to do once you're inside of these venues to find your yes or no answers. And this same formula works in all of the menus. Step one is you're going to choose the category your product or class might fit best in for each venue. Step two is you're going to search through a category using the top seller criteria or the most popular criteria for digital products and online classes. Step three, you're going to notice if any of the products or classes listed complement or fit with your idea. And step four, you're going to click through to those products that are similar to your idea and you're going to look for details and customer reviews. You'll want to explore each venue so you're familiar familiar with how each one of the venues categorizes and orders information for various offers. And be aware that there may not be a category inside of each venue that fits for the information product idea you have, so check them all. 
what you want is to stack up three yes answers for the question asked earlier or get one no answer for any one of those three questions so you can move forward or just simply let go and move on to the next idea. Either one no or three yes answers and you'll have hit the goal for this part of your research. If your idea fits a category already listed, then you know certain topics may be represented on a given venue and that's good. If the top sellers or most popular products feel similar to the idea you have or feel close enough, that's good too. That means there's an audience and in most cases that producer or class is high on the popular list because the audience is buying. That's excellent. Now see what people are saying about the product or class by reading any reviews that you can access. Reviews will give you an insight into the buyers and help determine if people who may be similar to them are an audience you could work with and reach on your own or with a little bit of help. On average, when researching for the yes or no answers, allow an hour or less of research time for each product or class idea that you have. Any longer than that, and you might be just be shopping around to trying to turn a no idea into a maybe or turn it from a maybe into a yes. Remember where you are. You're up on top of the mountain doing research, and once you get three yes answers, you've got to start moving down the mountain for a more granular view so your research can continue. And in part two, I'm going to show you how to do the next critical research steps from an ear-to-the-ground perspective so that you can turn on that green light for your information product or your e-learning class creation. Meanwhile, grab a few of your product or online class ideas and take them to the top of the mountain for a test run. Let's jump right into part two, ear to the ground. In part one, you took in the big picture and looked at a formula to let you know if the next research step was ready to take you or if you should simply let go of your idea and go completely on to a new idea and begin to evaluate it. Seeing the big picture first saves you time, energy, and resources Plus, it tempers the emotional ro roller coaster that digital media producers often find themselves on when they're creating products or courses. Yes, there are emotions involved. If you're not invested emotionally in your business or the work you do to create, then consider looking for another path to follow. Being a content producer for products and courses is not going to work for you without the emotional juice. Why? Because you'll eventually quit. You're going to give up and wander away because there's nothing there to keep your heart in the game. Where your heart is will, be, will determine how well you get through the next two flavors of research always required after you come down from the mountaintop. Now that you have an idea that passes the yes test from atop the mountain, your next research phase introduces the single key component between an idea that may succeed and an idea that never will. People. As in real people, you're going to meet, listen to, talk to, get to know, and interact with every step of the way from here on out on your research and product creation adventures. These people are the same ones who are going to help you transfer that valuable idea of yours into something that solves their challenges. They're also going to help you design your product or course if you'll allow them. 
So part two is dedicated to research and assumes you already have moving parts or infrastructure in place to move forward with the research required. Before we continue, here are some of the basic moving parts you're going to need to have in place and operating. A hard launch date when your product or course is available to buy. A dedicated blog or content management system as a hub and publishing platform. An efficient email contact system for private and group communications. Relevant business or personal social media profiles that you can use for your business. A recordable teleconference service for private plus group coaching. And other components like a payment processor, delivery mechanisms, and those kind of things that you're going to want to have in place. By putting your ear to the ground and listening much more than you speak, your research journey can now roll on. So be prepared to ask a lot of questions and be more prepared to listen intently to the answers you get. Listening takes practice. If you're already a good listener, you'll get better. If not, then this is a perfect time to work on getting better. The toughest part about listening for research is like listening to any other person-to-person communication. Hearing and processing what is said objectively requires letting go of assumptions you may have already made before the other person ever speaks a word. It's easy to use words you hear from others to justify your desired outcome as it is to convince yourself that a lame idea is a good one. Asking and listening and then asking in a different way and listening again will help you with clarity. Know too that many times you're not going to get any relevant input by asking only once. As an example, what if several people already in your audience each tell you something which indicates they are not that interested in your idea when you ask about it privately? How would you respond? Would would you wonder if it's time to throw in the towel on that idea and head back up the mountain? Or would you keep asking more people in your immediate business circles more relevant questions? What if those same people you originally asked instead each gave you answers that reflected how great they thought your product was and how cool it would be as a as a product or a course, how, how, you, how you could turn that idea into something real? How would you respond then? Would you shut off your research? Would you lift your ear from the ground and dive full tilt into creating the product or course you now knew was destined to be a hit based on what others were telling you? Or would you keep your ear to the ground and keep asking more and more people in your immediate business circles more relevant questions? I know. I I ask a lot of questions. That's what I do. You, You would keep on asking, wouldn't you? And you'd keep on listening. Several people isn't enough to ask because you're not going to get enough data to help move you forward or backward. But you might just get enough of what you want to hear to move ever closer to falling off the product creation cliff into the oblivion of build it and they will come. Go ask 50, 100, a couple of hundred, 500, or even a thousand. More numbers for research purposes is always better than fewer. For me, there's always been some kind of magic in getting to, getting to 100. 100 responses is a great place to start. Okay, here's another wrench to throw in your ear. Also make sure you're asking the right questions for the right reasons. If the first questions you're asking your audience are directly related to your idea and what you want to create and launch, then you're toast. This research you're doing is all about 
the help your audience wants for their challenges. It's all about them, not your idea, your product, or your course. In fact, at this point in the conversation, they don't care at all about your idea, your product, or your course. How do you help them care? First, you care for them. You ask questions about where they are stuck, what they're doing when they notice themselves getting stuck. You ask what's working for them and what isn't. You listen for ways to help without being asked to, and then you help. You give them something only you can give them, an idea or a tactic from what you want to create is perfect to give as long as it relates to their challenge. Sharing a source or a resource you've used to solve a similar challenge could be exactly what they're looking for. Sometimes, too, a listening ear is all that is ever required. Listen, too, for what they don't say or the gaps between where they are and where they want to be. As you can tell, time invested in keeping your ear to the ground is substantial compared to the research time that you put in on the mountaintop, and that's okay. You're now working with people on a personal level compared to the masses you saw from the mountaintop. Plus, you're building an information product or a course for the long term, so you're deeper in the process. Keep asking and listening. Get 100 responses and keep on giving help freely. You are laying the groundwork for the final research green light eye-to-eye, the most intimate research level of all. So let's jump into eye-to-eye. Mountaintop views have their place in their creative side of the digital information product creation. And keeping your ear to the ground also adds to the creative flow. But now it's time to add the confidence element with part three, eye-to-eye. You're ready to confirm from an up-close and personal view what you saw in the distance and what you heard via the conversations around you. Eye-to-eye puts you in direct contact with people in a one-on-one and one-on-group environment. And something to note is that eye-to-eye actually started when you put your ear to the ground and ear to the ground is also present when eye to eye shows up. So when your ears to the ground, keep your eyes open. And when your eyes are open, keep your ear to the ground. Key to exploit what you learned in part one and part two then is to integrate eye to eye into your research process as soon as it makes sense. Eye to eye means just that and so much more. Now, instead of only being eye to eye physically, you have the ability with the internet and the phone connection to be eye to eye virtually and almost instantly. With eye to eye, you're going to want to cover as much ground as possible in the least amount of time as possible. Virtual delivers the agility required for both. One of the best ways to facilitate eye to eye research is to teach. Since teaching is the core of any information product or e-learning course, teaching will also be the core of this final research phase. How do you create conscious teaching opportunities? You keep the frequency of your research conversations at a maximum level and you ask people who show any interest at all to get involved at some deeper level. When asked in a way that feels right to the person you're going deeper with, they're going to say yes more than they'll say no. Do what you need to do to help people who already have shown an interest in your work have more of an interest. More than likely, they have that interest because your work fits with a challenge, a speed bump, or a mountain that they want to overcome. This person has a problem that your knowledge delivered as teaching content is going to help solve. 
All you are actually doing here is serving by offering your help and expertise and nothing more. Here are several possible ways you can serve and have massive amounts of quality eye-to-eye research time to start building out your digital product or your course. Private coaching. Offer a generously reduced rate for your coaching services where you coach the interested person using the content that may go into your product or your class. Several one-hour private sessions with several interested solution seekers is research gold. Be sure and record each session for the participant and for your own notes as well. You can also offer this as free coaching, but if you can get paid coaching at a reduced rate, go for that. Group coaching is another way. You can offer for a generously reduced rate for group coaching or for free where you coach several interested people at once using the content that may go into your product or your class. After just a few group coaching sessions with those who want your help, you're going to have a clearer picture of what your product or course is going to look like when completed. And also record the group coaching sessions for yourself and your participants. Coaching private or group is specifically used to handle questions. Choosing an open Q&A format for coaching can set the table for great coaching as well as creating a safe place where questions, both theirs and yours, can all take the stage. Another effective way to get those eye-to-eye conversations is to have open office hours in the virtual environment. One of the most effective research tools for eye-to-eye is to open your virtual doors and windows and meet people where they are. By making yourself available to answer questions on scheduled teleconferences or webinars or online events that you produce, value for everyone multiplies exponentially. Get the word out to your tribe and to the public starting a week or to before your scheduled event so people know they can have real-time helping conversations with you for free. Tell them early and tell them often as in again and again and again. Let's say at Thursday at 2 p.m. you'll host a half-hour open teleconference Q&A event about how to solve a relevant challenge that your audience has. During that half an hour, you answer questions by sharing. All you do is show up to meet, greet, and help. That's all. And do it for free. Do these these open office hours absolutely free of charge. If your audience has a favorite social media venue where you have a business type present, you can facilitate the same event using digital ink to answer questions or ask questions others can answer. An example would be using Twitter as a venue and having a hashtag event to track the Q&A conversation. Group training is another way to have those eye-to-eye conversations. This is your bridge between research and building out your product well enough to get it to launch time. Yes, there have been moving parts in the background, and that is the master link, the launch, as in launching something out there as a product or course that people can buy. In your group training sessions, you are presenting your information product or course solutions in as close to a finalized version as you can get. You're going to also record or capture all the content you generate in your virtual group training sessions and then use those recorded assets to build the digital information product or e-learning course that you're launching. Bring research results that best serve your audience as your only intention in any of the research scenarios and what I've just shared with you and the details will virtually handle themselves. Launching is another activity just like building the product or course is another activity. 
Both topics are on the horizon, but not until research is close enough to done to go ahead and bring all the moving parts together for your information product. Other people's audiences, evangelist nurturing, guest blogging, plus any virtual interviews come into play, but not so much in research as in the launch phase. Right now, you have the green light to build a product or a course. And if your research foundation is strong enough, then building can happen quickly. If this is your first time shot at building a product, though, give yourself time to learn in the process because you're going to have lots of learning opportunities if this is your first time. Your next steps after research is to build, to launch, to sell. Meanwhile, use this podcast and use this PDF and the series that I've created here to jumpstart your perspectives for research today on your own digital information product or the e-learning course ideas. And if you're not ready, that's okay because a great place to start is to start where you're at and start that conversation. This is Mark Horn on behalf of Content Alchemy. And you know what? I'll hear you in the next conversation.